Welcome to, this is episode six of the Charlie Hustle Show. I'm doing something a little bit longer format. Uh, we're kind of trying to do audio podcasting format, but we're doing the video for anybody who's watching on YouTube. Um, hopefully we'll get this up to all the streaming platforms, Apple, Music, Spotify, all those cool jams. Um, but anyways, like uh, the topic that I'm really gunning for today is uh, getting back to basics and fundamentals to where over the past few years and over the past half decade of entrepreneurship, my life has had such extreme swings of ups and downs and manageability and unmanageability. Um, through the advice and of talking to friends, I've really kind of hashed out that I personally, for sustainability purposes, like I need to get back to real coloring book, back to basics, fundamentals. And um, so I was really just kind of break that down into compartments and really explain what that means to me. And hopefully you'll be able to glean some kind of insight for yourself and maybe take away some cheat codes. So, uh, bro, it is hard. Like, you just jump. You can't. You want to see yourself there and do everything, but it's just, the fundamentals you gotta walk you gotta crawl before you walk you gotta walk before you run because if you just stand up and run you're gonna trip damn that was like a shout out to trip (laughs) shout out to trip Trip. yeah because like there's a real like highlighting of some masochistic like toxic entrepreneurship out there to where it's like a steady current on social media of some unsustainable business practices and uh i am trying to be a voice of reason but um, anyways, so like getting back to the basics and the fundamentals for me is I am setting a benchmark for myself for the next 60 days. I'm going to be aggressively saying no to most things in my life. Like I'm really going to be refocusing and um, immediately like I get this schizophrenic press back from myself to where if I'm saying no to a lot of things over 60 days, I might be missing a lot of opportunities to where I am hardwired to look for opportunities at this point, like it is a hardcore part of my business style to where, okay, if I'm going to buy something, I'm going to think about this coffee shop and why I am giving them my money and think about ways they could improve. And is that a business opportunity? Does it make sense to have a competitive uh, coffee shop down the street from them? And there's opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. But through doing little things like you know, turning off my phone for days at a time. Sometimes every single time I have unplugged myself and replugged myself back in for, in a digital sense, nothing has ever changed. Right. So I already have empirical evidence that it is okay. And it's like, when you reboot, it's just, you know, this is kind of supposed to be like a business talk. It's like, nothing changes. These opportunities like that you think may have passed. It's like, I hate to be one of these matrix, matrix motherfuckers, but, like, this shit pauses and unpauses with you. It really does. It really does. 100%. Like, you have to be able to be fearless in your fear. You got to be able to make that jump. And I feel like going into what you're saying, the motions of, like, starting up, I want, at least for myself, being in that same mindset as what you're at, I'm starting up and um, rebuilding all over again. And what I'm doing differently this time is really, really, really going down to my core first. I'm eliminating all the chaos in my mind so I can have still waters enough for me to produce creatively instead of produce reactively. Like, I feel like right now, or not right now, but before I was just like in this reactive mode where I feel like I just had to produce and produce and produce to be relevant and relevant and relevant. So I had this fear of not... And wanting to take the sacrifice to step back 
and really hone in on what I want my identity to be. You know, because like what we were talking about earlier, you know, I, I reached that point in my career where I don't want to be an audio engineer or just an audio engineer or just in broadcast anymore. Now I want to be able to utilize my creativeness all over again. And so I'm pretty much started from square one on that end. Like I'm, I'm tapping into an industry I have absolutely no knowledge of. I'm going into the fashion world and the only thing that I have going for me is just knowing how I built myself with this and building it with that. And just not being scared to be that student again. I feel like a lot of times people just want to teach or to speak and not listen, you know? And I think that's very crucial, not even just to restarting, just even progressing in general. Like there's so many people you can learn from, even a newcomer who just got into the industry. Like you, you got to let go of the ego a little bit and be like, you know what? This person has a fresh mindset. I might be able to tap into something right there. And you know, and there comes that back beautiful collaborativeness without the weird shit. Just don't be weird. Don't, don't just don't be fucking weird. And um, interjection like shout out Alessandra. Uh, it was kind of just uh, not random, but we're just winging it. And now she's our guest and shit's fire. <laughs> Appreciate her for being here. And content. Yeah, content. <laughs> but um, back, back to the, the hitter points because uh, we're on a schedule over here. Um, yeah, again, just to kind of like tie it up with a bow, like um, missing opportunity is, I'm not saying like it's okay because like quantified loss is not something we're ever really trying to do, but it's all okay. You know, I'll probably hit that same compartmentalization a couple times to where it's like, you don't have to have everything. You don't have to hit every single fucking note. Like being perfect is not a realistic ideal. There is no perfect. It's unachievable. There is no fucking finish line to any of this entrepreneurship or business shit. Like, what is achievable is your authenticity. Stay authentic. Stay real to you. Stay true to you because no matter what, there's a market for that. Like, we don't need to gravitate towards a specific. Unless you fuck shit, and then in that which case, don't curate that. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just don't be weird, man. That's that's just really all it is. Like. We're at a beautiful, if you think about it, we're at a beautiful place in this generation that we really are able to produce anything and everything. Never. Uh. Garage door. But um, to my next point is just kind of like uh, another compartment of just saying no is, again, what's so important is uh, being able to do that unplugging because uh, at this point, it's just my opinion that we're, we're cyborgs. You know, if, if you're one of these atypical, like less than half a percent of the populace in the United States that isn't within arm's reach of their phone from where they're sleeping and doesn't touch it within an hour from waking up, like hats off to you, super healthy digital usage person. But I don't personally actually know anybody who has that healthy relationship with their digital usage and so part of this is just going to be quite literally getting a little bit better about making sure I have that hour of runway in the morning to where I get to use my fucking brain and not being, I love that you said reactive because it very much is an issue of being in control and sticking to a plan and being disciplined versus reacting to fucking things all day. Just because I get a haptic alert does not mean I have to fucking react to it. Just because I have 24 messages does not mean I need to respond to it all. I don't owe you motherfuckers anything, literally. Exactly. Hey, who's last oh, yeah. okay. And imagine how much power you regain back by not being so reactive. Like, that's one thing I'm working on this entire year is knowing how to manage my emotions. 
knowing how to when to react, when not to react, when to pick my battles, when to let shit slide. And it goes with this, like waking up an hour and touching my phone. I am completely guilty of it, but I, I'm moving towards self-awareness where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm a scheduler. Like I have to be like, okay, I'm going to wake up at this time and then I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do that before, before I touch my phone. So if you're one of those people, then that's cool too. But if you are strong-willed and you can literally just be like, bet, I don't need to touch it. I don't give a fuck about it. Wait, you, you know what's tight is knowing is half the battle. Yeah, having self-awareness will take you so fucking far. And this just goes professionally, relationship-wise, co-like working-wise, collaborative-wise. Just have self-awareness and know where you stand and you'll have like infinity. Yeah. And you'll bit you'll build great relationships that way too. Yeah, infinite wisdoms. So back to the back to basics template. Um, for me, again, I just really need to prioritize getting eight hours of sleep. I know it might sound infantile, but um, on average over the past few months, most days out of the week, I sleep three to four hours a night. I'm like a hyper non-adult at a certain point to where it's like my brain probably deteriorating to where I'm working at a super high level just watching my body go to shit. Involved into mechanics that you think you're you're mechanical. I'm like, I'll I'll just change the oil and that shit'll be chill. And that shit's not chill at all, and it's unsustainable. And I've been burning from both ends, and I just need to stop it. And so I'm gonna get back to having a religious eight-hour sleep schedule. I'm gonna make sure that I'm eating. Which I've, I've somehow put that in the fourth quadrant of non-urgent things to where it happens. It happens, especially like when you're so caught up in things. Like when I'm, especially when I'm working. Like I can easily not eat a meal, and I'm working an 18-hour a day, and then I'm at my hotel. I'm like, oh shit, I haven't fucking ate today. So I mean, shit, I just got to put alarms now or something. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, don't even eat for enjoyment. You eat for survival. Did I not say that earlier? I did. I said that. I was like, we need to stop eating to survive and start eating to live. Like, really enjoy your food. Like, take the time with it. And if you cook, like, take the time. This shit's a masterpiece. Like, I really started enjoying cooking again because I love taking my time. I love putting intention into my food that I'm putting inside my body. Like, that, I feel so much more energized from that than going and getting food because I know I need to have food. You know. It got spooky quiet, huh? Yeah. That's tight, though. I see them still bopping and grooving. And we got till 8. I'm not trying to push it with nobody because I would love to be cordial. But uh, anyways, so I'm going to really stick to my... I, I'm a very religious, like, plan, schedule, edu- um, like, uh, execute person, personally. But I'm going to just reemphasize my planning phase of everything to where... If I am scheduling things, I'm going to make sure that the planning phase is there. And fortunately, that's going to come from just being more religious about digital usage, just being able to like more so think deeply about my plans before I'm implementing the schedule and coming up with this willy nilly implementation to where it's like, let me just knock out these three, five things a day and really make sure I'm focusing on the correct things. And how about you schedule in the self-loving parts of your day? Along with the mechanics. I got to really define like self-love outside the constraints of sleeping and eating. Like that's really all I got right now. Like be like, you know what? I'm going to set a 20 minute timer. I'm going to close my eyes for 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I am a religious meditator. I don't know if I've gotten to that point, but I I am on a religious autistic meditation schedule to where 
you ain't got to tell me to be spiritual. I, yeah. I, well, I, I got it. in a sense of rest. Yeah, I got it locked rest up. Rest is important. I'm, I'm going to figure it out, it you know? But again, beyond sleeping and eating, I really got to really refigure out all this like uh, self-love type stuff because I have mechanically decimated all joy from my life and turned everything into an entrepreneurial, an entrepreneurial endeavor. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's been a real uphill battle trying to like refigure out like, what is enjoyment? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, incorporate that into your entrepreneurship. Like, allow that like, to be a part that's of your... I don't know where you're coming from with it, because that's what ends up happening. Like, okay, for mm-hmm. instance, right? You enjoy making music, or you enjoy producing engineering, or whatever. Mm-hmm. After doing this so long, you, you are... It's second nature. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's oh, like, you had enjoyment. You're still enjoy, you still mm-hmm. enjoy it. But it's not the same. It's like now it's part of your regular, let me get okay. some money with this. Everything has turned into work to where it's like, yeah. I don't have any hobbies anymore. Everything has its own business at that point. Okay. Everything. Yeah, if you start a drawing tomorrow, you do graphic design. <laughs> it's not chill. So oh gosh, I, I'm yeah, I'm going to okay. refigure out all that. Um, so we can just get to the next uh, thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a thing. There's, there's, there's no blueprint on that. Nobody tells no. you there's no, like... No. And I'm not trying to read the next uh, self-love book because yeah. I've already read it. Like, I don't need yeah, that yeah, outline. Yeah, Thanks. You really reached a, you reached a part of this is legit your own journey. You're writing it out. You know what? I haven't read Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul. I wonder if that might be good for me. I, I love chicken. I love me some chicken soup. It's a yeah, it's a classic though, yeah. It's a classic. I don't know. Chicken soup sounds nice. <laughs> Low key allergic, but anyways. Yeah, the executing. I don't know. Just fucking do shit. Like after I've done good planning and good scheduling, I've, I've told this to some of the subordinates. It's just like just relentlessly fucking do this shit. Like don't. After you've already made the plans and you have it on a calendar, fucking do that shit. Like. I don't follow through motherfuckers. I really can't elaborate some just do it fucking Nike slogan any fucking harder. Like stop thinking about some shit at a certain point and do that shit. So it's like if you're trying to figure out how to sleep, figure out how to eat, like in just the past week, I've really figured out how to go to sleep. And it's really just been some really dumb caveman. Just do it, motherfucker. Like go to sleep, dumbass. I used to have the just do it sticker at the top of my boot. He would be like, man, how you get to the, how you get on and how you do it? Look at the top of the board. What it say right there? Just do, do it. it. Boom. They nailed it. There's a reason why Nike's so big, and it's 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 their slogan. I'm <laughs> I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, and so beyond beyond the execution, um, the execution only matters if you're disciplined in the whole lead up and then mm-hmm. process of this little three step plan schedule execute thing. To where it's like, if you only good at executing one day a week you're really not doing that great of a job. It's being able to build that habit up over whatever it is, 60, 90 days. And And it's never convenient to be disciplined, so don't wait. Just Discipline is this coveted ideal for a reason. It's because it's hard, you know, and it is cutting out distractions. Um, I just have some minor notes. It's like not making sudden movements. When you get your next cool idea, this, that, and the other, it's not stopping what you're doing and then pivoting and going doing this, like ADHD brain, like floating around like some kind of hummingbird. Like you have to, okay, let the thought come, pass. Maybe you could jot down a note, but you have to just kind of like focus. 
at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, again, mean to be more simple, but again, this is like a talk about being back to basics mm-hmm. and some fundamental shit, like the building blocks and foundations of business, success, getting shit done. Like, yeah. I don't know. And then finding out what your personal blockages are. Everybody has their own personal shit. Find out what that shit is. Take care of it. Because if you don't take care of that, then everything you're saying is going to go out the door because then you're going to find yourself in this vicious cycle because you keep, uh, what do you call it, self-sabotaging or you're getting in the way or you're doubting or you're falling into the FOMO again or whatever. Just everybody has it. We are all human. Just figure out what your shit is, take care of it, and then get it to the basics. Minor factoid is, this is a fun talking point, is this is just my opinion, right, as I'm not the authority on anything. What I think people's biggest blockages is in personal life and business is some term relative to ego to where it's, it's people thinking that they know better than the person that might be giving them better advice. It is like hard headedness thinking like, okay, that's, that's great advice, but, (laughs) and it is this weird ego game to where I could probably spend a couple hours talking about occurrences, explanations, then backing evidence to where it's like, People's ego is their biggest enemy to where they're not able to listen. Like they're able to take advice and then turn around, right around and be like, oh, that's good advice. But you know me, I got kids. And so that advice doesn't really apply to me. Instead of just being able to stop, figure out how that might apply to them Mm -hmm. and then not making excuses. Because again, they never get past that point of the ego and being able to humble themselves and really fucking listen deeply. And then think about how that might work for them. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so, um, okay, this is, this is a kind of fun talking point. Curious to hear if you guys have any feedback. What I've really found is like making selfish decisions um, is oftentimes the unselfish decision as it enables me yes. to help other people oftentimes to where... It was very counterintuitive. I'd I'd say I only like really understood this as a concept maybe in the past few years, but it's like this weird unbridled like religious thing to where it's like, I got to make sure I'm good first um, has really served the next guy so well to where it's put me in this position to where it's like, I'm stable financially. I'm stable in business. I've created connections, this, that, and the other by being insanely fucking selfish this is a very selfish like topic back to basics and fundamentals and not responding to every message yes. like the there's undertone healthy selfishness there's narcissism selfishness and there's healthy very different and we don't want to get in the whole narcissist talk because that is just a pandora's a fuck shit but um yeah it's just like an interesting talking point like hopefully you can maybe jot that down and like think about it if this is striking you as like selfish and negative like maybe it's an opportunity yeah, to be introspective positive because i actually had this conversation with my pastor on Sunday, um, I have never walked up to the pastor ever. It was crazy shit. Like, but something compelled me to do it. And he told me, the blind cannot lead the blind. Yeah. And you have to come into a point of gardening and watering and, you know, fertilizing before you go and harvest. Because if you just harvest sh- process shit, you're going to keep poisoning people with thoughts and ideals and advice that will just completely take them because you're not right up here because you didn't take the time to you, be. You want to hear like one of the, one of the word salads that really kind of like made it click as a concept for me is I heard from someone at some point, I don't know if I read it, whatever. 
is you can't transmit what you don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like if you yeah. trying to if you trying to speak about um, time management, if you're trying to speak about financial management, you're trying to give any kind of advice, and your fucking shit is not actually in order. Mm-hmm. That shit is not going to transmit. You cannot yeah. actually communicate that shit. Like, you're going to miss that other person entirely to where it's like our minds are way more powerful than just, like, talk, receive. Like, there's subconscious shit going on, a whole bunch of other shit behind the scenes. We're 5D trapping out here. Yeah. And, again, you can't you can't transmit what you don't have. You know, if you're trying to love someone, it's it, this is a deep one to where it's like, if you're trying to love someone, if you don't fucking love yourself, thank you. You got to love yourself. Yes. Absolutely, 100%. And people hate to hear it. It's like, again, it's that ego trap. But what the, the big ego. blockages is, it, to where if you point that out to someone, watch them recoil like they touched hot flame. Yeah. They just like, they shrivel. And it's like, why? Be about it. People don't want to hear that. People don't like having like a real insane mirror be yeah. put in front of their faces. This is why, you know what? For the longest time, I felt like being brought up in the hood and being brought up the way that I was was such a disadvantage in this industry because I can't stand fake shit. I'm going to call it out. I'm going to say what's up. And I felt so isolated because I was like, nobody fucks with that shit. Like, you know what I mean? And whatever, whatever. But then I had a moment of like, you know what? But I did not compromise my character. I stayed authentic to myself. And look at me. I'm fucking doing fucking yeah, well, It is. Stuff. It is great territory out here because Jerry Cornball loves some authentic shit nowadays. <laughs> it's just like usually the mediocre motherfuckers that aren't really looking to be put on game with some real true love, authentic, authenticity, friendship yeah. shit. So. Because like just be true to yourself. Like <laughs> nobody needs uh, no more duplicates. No more duplicates. We were really oversaturated with the uh, carbon copies out here. It's just there's no more room for it in today's society of like uh, in- our accessibility so information. Fake that you can break the code. Drake said it. So fake you can break the code. It's yeah. So easy. Like, I can Man, Drake said a lot of stuff. Shout out, Drake. Shout out, Drake. Do you want to hang out, bro? <laughs> I love music. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and then in the industry that we're in, sometimes you will come across people and you're just like, whoa. I don't know what you are, but you're not human. And I'm going to just, you go over there, I'm going to go right here. And that's all good either way. So um, I'm, I'm going to keep on this because we're on a schedule. Um, my, my next minor talking point, and this is minor, is just like this whole back to basics fundamental thing is just trying to drive personal growth to where it's like, I, at this point, I find personal growth to be very elusive. Um, I'm not trying to ever talk down or push down on anybody, but maybe for younger people out here who are, let's call them fresh out of high schoolies, yeah. it's like, Personal growth is easy. You can really pick up a book. It's like you haven't had years and years of external knowledge and being able to explore what you're good at, what you're not good at, trying this out in business, seeing what your friends are up to, getting to fail with them, this, that, and the other. It's like I've taken a lot of shots and been through a lot personally. And so, that again, that personal growth is elusive. And so I really need this so that I can find areas to where I can grow because I don't like feeling stagnated at all. It is like... Exploring to me is a big part of the spices of life, and I don't want to have a bland gumbo. <laughs> Anyways, um, another part of the back to basics and fundamental is uh, fundamentals is spiritual growth for me. To where I feel like if you're not searching for ways to grow spiritually, again, stagnant isn't the move. Yeah, stagnant uh, waters are not it. I'm too young and. I don't actually know shit. I am confident. Like, this year, what's really resonated with me is, like, cool, I don't actually, like, know as much as um, maybe other people think I do. 
And I'm just really leaning into I don't know shit. And so I'm really just trying to humble myself. Shut the fuck up. Be able to listen sometimes and not necessarily be like, yeah, I know it all my spiritual life is perfect. Like, I'm yeah. good. But there's really a lot of room to grow 100%. out here. Elusive, bro. Elusive. Yes, 100%. I was literally... Keeping in account that you have a soul, are you forgetting about it? I was literally trying to... You got a soul that I don't know if I want to be around soulless people. It's a toughie because I was literally... I got my little notebook that I keep in my pocket to where I'm always jotting down notes like a crazy person. And I'm trying to like re-rock my MySpace top five and, and, and figure out like... Who, am, who do I really fuck with like that tour? It's like, this is my personal inner circle. Like, these are the people I spend my, most of my time with. Like, you got to make sure that that bench is on point because mm -hmm. you are that sum. It's hard to get away from these fundamental mechanics. Again, this is a talk about fundamentals. Like, yeah. it, that's a tough one. 100%. Take a look at the people oh, around you. If you hanging out with Jerry because he's a funny drunk, you a funny drunk too. I can't. You can't. You really have to be so aware of the people and the energies you keep around you. Because that's around you. And that's what you, you mold into that, you know? Like, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about somebody. And I was like, yeah, I got a lot of love for them. I just don't fuck with them like that anymore. Like, they just move funny. They weird. They do, like, weird that, that shit. have a time and place. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. People, some people come to you for a season. And some people come to you for a reason. Yeah, 100%. And it's like... It breaks my heart because it's like, damn, I really fuck with you. And I wish well on you. And if you would need me, I'm there. But I just can't fuck with you. I can't keep you around me. It'd be like, look, there's a lot of life going on. We all got to figure this shit out. But what you on right now is it ain't it. It ain't it. Like, if you out here really trying to be malicious or having underlining or just, and you're just not being upfront, that's, that's, that's one thing that irritates me. You could be whatever you want. Just own it. If you this and that, cool, own it. But if you like, oh, I'm I'm just lighthearted. I'm the best person to work with. Da, 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 and you got underlining shit, you more fucked up than the person that owned it. And you a pussy on top of it. Damn, and a pussy. That's my opinion. I don't think you got the backbone to I back to some spirituality, you know. Um, I wanted to give y'all like one of my favorite minor spirituality quotes and I would love to get this as a tattoo because I can't see this ever going away. And it is, faith without works is dead. You said faith that works is no, dead. No, faith without work is dead. Okay. okay? Yeah. To where it's like, you know, it's... It's a wish. It's, it's just some hopes and dreams. And you never, you never get to really experience a spiritual life if you never put your faith into practice. Mm-hmm. Which is like ridiculous because a lot of people will claim spiritual out here, but they're not taking shots. Oh man, that's gonna be another whole episode. <laughs> it's a lot going on out here, but again, like yeah. I don't know who might want to put it on a t-shirt or jot that down in their little notes or something like that. But I love that quote: "Faith yeah. without work is dead." Like it just it just don't live in a speculative zone. If you if you claim in spiritual, you're trying to grow spiritually, and you're not putting your faith in God and also applying action over it. Yeah. You stagnate and you're not really living your faith and you don't really have a higher power like that and you're not really operating at a high level. Mm -hmm. you, you're trying to take control of everything and you controlling everything is not the wave. Yeah. I, I, I don't need to elaborate like that. You just being in the driver's seat and you not having 
whatever you call a higher power as a passenger, you got nothing over here. You rock it with yourself, you don't got GPS. Like, that sucks. Like, you only get to explore kind of. Like, be careful with this new age spirituality. Careful. Be very, very, very careful. Because at Man. the end of the day, energy is energy. And if you are dabbling in that, really do your research and really know. Careful with really your dibbling. into the history of what you are touching. Because then you don't, you, the, you're, you're blind leading yourself to the blind. This is a hard term, but stay away from Ouija boards. You're not qualified. Oh, no, you're not. Stay away from tarot, too. You're not qualified. Stay you're not qualified. You're qualified. Fuck around, find out. But that, that's for, that's, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, the stones is usually okay. Yeah, because as above, so below. Like, if you read the Bible, you got topaz, you got jade, you got amethyst. But then the devil mimics. That's, I'm telling you, that's a <laughs> That's a big bag. That's why you gotta do your deep buckets. That's why you gotta look into the history. Don't just be like, oh, this is a book that's just talking. No. Man, history's crazy. Look and research and do the history because you will find out that what you think you're doing is really not what you're doing. Next talking point. And I I love these little quotes. And um, again, a lot of these came from like dope ass little mastermind sessions I had with really close friends and confidants and like people who I really feel like are my peer mentors. Um, This is like years and years of like refined down into a couple things I wanted to get off is failure is an option. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was just talking about this earlier to where it's like, not every fucking L is a learning lesson. You motherfucker. Like it is okay to fail. It is to fail to move forward. Yeah. You can't fail forward, but I got to press up against that. You can also just fail backwards, motherfucker. Like, it is, it is, it is okay. At a certain point, not everything has to elevate you in life. If yeah. you take a stab at something, I'm not saying all the time, but every once in a while, when you have a failure and everything, like, it's okay to, like, go back home with your tail between your legs and yeah. go watch a soap opera and eat some cake every once in a while. Back to basics, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, the inner child in you doesn't need everything to be a failure forward. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. He nailed it. Like, it, it really is okay. It's like, you know, all, all my my losses are like, learning. Get the fuck. I know. This is something for me, too, because I'm just like, there's a positive in everything. There's a lesson in everything. Well, okay, what a great yes, segue also, is like, like. I hear you. Like, it's good to just also be fucking human. Everything is okay in moderation. Moderation. Except for death. But even death is okay. And that's what's fucked up is like, again, back to a spirit, like the spiritual benchmark and everything is like, a lot of this stuff is bigger than us, you know, to where it's like, okay, maybe the hard stop is death, but it's like, let's be fucking real here. Our only guarantee in life is that we're going to fucking die. So it's like, that's great that you're scared to die and everything. I'm not saying fucking like go do something to where you might die, but I'm just saying it's like, at the end of the day, it's all okay. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Death is sometimes a great beginning, too. Like, when you come to that acceptance of, like, yeah, one day it is going to happen, it's a, it's inevitable, you'll really start to live. And you'll really start to be grateful for every day that you're alive. Regardless of, like, what you're going through in life, what your position is in life, where your mindset is in life, like, once you at least jot that down, that death is inevitable, you'll think you'll start to... Have better perspective. It's 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 the perspective. Honestly, I don't know if you y'all ever had like a friend with terminal cancer. I have, and it's like that cancer vision is a real thing. You know, to where you really get some kind of like I'm writing this on my headstone. Like I want you to know this one thing, and it's always correct. Yeah, 
talk to someone who's about to die for real, for real. They're going to say some heavy shit and that shit's going to be correct. Mm-hmm. At least from my experience. I'm sure there's some backwards ass motherfuckers over here spitting some backwards ass shit. So, you know, everything's got a caveat, but. Yeah. Um, ne- next fun little word salad is you can build a bunker, but you don't have to live in it. You know, yeah. it's like we can have these crazy grandiose plans and we can be ooh, as complicated as we want to be. It's that camera too hot. Damn, the fire's too, the, the footage too good yeah. at a certain point. Um, you know, it's just like you, you can be planning for the worst and everything. You don't have to live in that reality all the mm-hmm. time. It's like, again. Dude, that is me with this whole, like, everybody just be ready for the next fucking 10 years. I don't, like, this is not fear mongering and this isn't just me. This is just me letting you know. To just prepare yourself, especially with my friends. I got kids. I'm like, just kind of get on top of it. It's t- it's tough. You know, it's like part of the underlying themes that I want to keep presenting is like, it might be a little bit weird, but I'm a doomsday prepper, you know? And it's like, but... I'm a doomsday prepper. That's you ain't got to live in that reality all the time. And it's like, in business, there's very much a parallel metaphor to where it's like, you want to plan for, like, risk management's thing. Like, you want to have every and all scenarios figured out for when, if type situations. But again, you don't have to live in a cataclysmic mindset. Mm-mm. Again, back to you basics. You yourself into depression or into like, ah, oh, everything's just fucked anyways. Yeah, but no. Perspective, right? Like, just know that it's inevitable or just know it's a possibility and that you're prepared. But still live your life. Yeah. And know that you could just live your life more peacefully knowing that you were just have that in your back pocket. It's like a savings account or like an investment or an investment property or your retirement, your IRA, your whatever the fuck. Just be prepared. And then you got it in your back pocket. Yeah, plan- planning is cool and tough and everything. And just a heads up, what we're about wrapped up, I'm just going to be kind of cooling off my brain a little bit. I really got to figure out like some cold sign off like process. I don't have my tobacco pipe right now. <laughs> They wouldn't, I don't, I don't think they'd be happy with me if I got to be in suburban dad out here like. Yeah, that, that is some legend shit too, to where it's like, me and Danny was talking about like, ain't nobody smoking the tobacco pipe. It's just me and my homie. We're the only two dudes on the planet left over here. We have a tobacco pipe. Shit's a tough as fuck. Shout out Danny. I love him. I already missed that guy. Anyways, he was just staying with me for a couple days, like just, just a week ago. Anyways. Shout out Danny. Um, build in some time for reflection because that's the only way you're going to get to your personal, like back to basics if you're trying to like follow any kind of advices. Like just kind of like you, you touched on it. It's like you, you need to pause and do some true reflection. I know. Yeah, you really gotta gotta do some mirror reflection. Really, goose for Brian. Like, really sitting down, turn off the phone. Like, just letting your brain calm down. Like, you have to have a window of, like, let's call it four hours. Like, get away from all the blue glowing screens. Really be still with yourself and be like, where am I fucked up? Where can I improve? Like, just... Listen, listen to that little voice and shit and start unpacking that shit. And I'll just, um... I'll speak from uh, experience. At a certain point, when you don't build in that type, you have to start it like this 10,000 voice thing and really give yourself, again, I said four hours for a reason. It might take some hours to get the 10,000 voices to chill out to where you actually get a good voice and start figuring out like, 
Oh, yo, like, this is what's important to me. This is where I'm fucked up for real. Like, it ain't, I need to re-rock this in a place. It's not this, it's not that. Like, oh, how I'm actually fucked up is I'm smoking too much pot. You know, it's like, it's a lot to come to fucking, like, macro conclusions like that to where it's like, this is what I can actually fix to where it's like, again, it took me my whole fucking ass life to get to a point to where I'm really being hardcore about, like, oh, I really do need to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you don't have to be this extreme, but like me, for the past two days, I've literally just been in silence. No TV, no music, just like at home. Sometimes you Man's gets it. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just need, you need quiet. To calm your voice and just got it. I definitely got to that point myself to where it's like, I just realized I was really using um, music and a whole bunch of these other things as basically like a opiate. Like a distraction. It was is distractive, like opiated effect to where it's like at a certain point, like I'm using it. I need this little serotonin dump. Yeah. I'd rather be distracted. I'd rather be comfortable. Like what, what do you mean as far as like, uh, like what do you do for joy and everything? And that's what changes. Just like that. You've done music for so long. Yeah. And then you've made money off of it. It's a regular thing. It's a regular uh, part of your life. Those synapses start to... Get a little bit too closely and intertwined. That's why silence is so important. Like monks, Buddhists, all the... We were talking about spirituality. Like all the spiritually enlightened people have emphasized the importance of silence. Like you have to understand and teach yourself how to silence the voices that don't need to be there. Silence is tight. voices don't need to be there. The voice of doubt, the voice of fear, the voice of opinions, all of those... Or who says, she says, she's... All those can be... Those are irrelevant. That, that quieting takes time. Like, it really, you, know, you need to allocate time for that process. You know, and that's, I think that's what a huge problem in society is right now is we don't build in that time for mindfulness and introspection to where it's like, again, who's got four hours to sit down and let their mind calm down? You just need to do it. Figure it out, fucktard. Yeah. Like, you got to prioritize what's really important to you. You really got to just sit down with yourself. Sit down with yourself. Prioritize everything. Just sit down, jot it down, plan it out. What is your priority? You, yourself, your mental health. Especially and your... if you got the luxury to have the time. A lot yeah. of people don't got the luxury to sit down and be like, gotta keep going and going and going and going and just to survive. And it's it's counterintuitive, but building in that time, like making sure you're doing that things, will show you bounty in other areas of your life. If you're able to take that time and sort those things out. Watch it come back to you tenfold. Yep. And I, you don't got time for that. Find something to sacrifice. I'll put a money back guarantee on that. If you carve out that time for yourself, watch that shit come back to you. Just as long as you're not over here, like, missing out on that next meal because you're carving out that time, this, that, and the other. It's like, exactly. do that for yourself because you'll be able to hear more clearly. You'll be able to see more clearly. Like, you will sleep better. Everything in your every area of your life will improve if you're able to carve out that time for mindfulness. And we're talking about putting your phone down. Get it away Put that motherfucker down. down. That Try turning that thing off for a day. Okay, this is uh, this is how I literally do it. Is the three, four people in my life that would really freak out and worry about me, I tell them, yo, I'm turning off my phone for a day. So don't lose your mind when you can't get a hold of me. After that, off, yep. and then it's off. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? This would be like the first exercise of self-love. Give yourself that self-love to give yourself discipline. That shit is tight. Try turning off your phone. Like, it is really, like, you get to feel your brain, like, rejiggle immediately. After an hour, two hours, three and four hours. creative you'll be. 
How many more thoughts do you have? Man. How, like, how clear the road is going to be. Like, the fog is just, like, weaving its way out. All because you literally took the time to see. I'll say it is just a bizarre divergence in psychology when you're actually able to carve out that, like, yo, I ain't got my phone off to where it's like, you'll realize how Androided out you are. On baby cakes, you will figure out you are a fucked up person if you turn off your phone and you're a person that's, you know, I know a lot of people without even having to talk to them, they've just never done it. Yeah. Since the inception of cellular technology, they, hey. They just never even considered it. You know, it's like. No, 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 no notifications. You can sit back. Let me see what's going on on the episode. It's not good. But I'll just uh, wrap it up with a bow because I didn't want to keep this too long, is that every day is a new day. You know, every single day you get a new opportunity to be a different person. Try again. Like kind of relative to the failure is okay talking point to where it's like, just because you're trying to do this, if you're trying to do like a back to basics, fundamentals, self-analysis, like any of this cool, healthy stuff that I'm trying to really highlight, Every single day you get an opportunity like, you know, there's there's some esotericism that'll tell you it's like every night you die, you know, and you are reborn every fucking morning. Like, I don't care what fucking anybody says, like, you don't have to be the person that you were. It's like at any fucking point, you can stop most habits on a dime if you really wanted to, you know, like most of the time you should. There's a lot of shit you should probably re-rock, listener. And uh, that, that's damn near all I got. I got to, again, I got to come up with a groovy sign-off. Like, this is my, boo 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 I'm loving it. That was it. good. That was a good sign-off. That was Two like a, a, a Joe Rogan talk-off sign-off. Smooth. Get my name tattooed on your body, and I'll take you out to McDonald's. On that note, <laughs> love y'all. See you episode seven. You dig.